0: Joe Show episode 118. Somewhere around there. This is our this is gonna be our week three analysis here. Um a little bit late, you know, week four actually just started tonight. We were discussing the Jaguars versus Bengals game and how the Jaguars are kind of sold. it's <laughs> Currently tied up 21 to 21, three minutes left in the fourth quarter, but we can discuss that a little bit of a live reaction as we normally do, just um as as it normally goes and then we'll get you with a full analysis next week at some point we do week four analysis and hopefully we can get some stuff going i had quite the busy week um this week just to be honest so that this is
1: why your week was so busy
0: yeah um but with that how was how has your week been colton how's it been going
1: good it's been good um what have I done this? Year? We we've had like we we've all been going to volleyball games this week, the past like week week, two weeks. And you know, we got a big we've been getting big student sections for it and stuff and it's it's pretty fun actually.
0: Um Well yeah. I please explain to me this. Is, are you guys is there a beef between your school's volleyball team and another school's volleyball team?
1: We started this beef with one of our like Where our football team is very, very bad. I'll premise it with that. And we started this like beef for absolutely no reason with another team's like football team. And it got really big. And we started like these Instagram accounts and it was like going crazy. Um, we were just going absolutely crazy with these other schools. And then we got blown out of the water. Um, And then we started beef with another rivaling school's volleyball team, and we ended up beating them in a really good game. So we were talking all this smack, and then we started beef with another team, a volleyball team, and then they just smacked us today. So I was at that game too. So our school is in the center of kind of every like all the Western PA drama. So
0: that's cool though. That's actually
1: cool. Oh, we just started. It's giving me school spirit.
0: Yeah. I saw that because you guys, you posted like something on there and then I looked in the comments and it was like insane. And other volleyball teams, Instagram, like commented <laughs> and you also commented and you said the schools, I don't remember what the school's name is, um, student section after they lost and it was like a running emoji. <laughs> uh, yeah. <they're
1: laughs> they like just dipped out of there real quick. Out of this section.
0: <laughs> That's funny though. That's cool. I wish we have a volleyball team. Um, this is the first year. We have a volleyball team, and from what I hear, it is not a terribly good volleyball team. (laughs) So.
1: Yeah, ours ours is actually really good. We won sections last year, and we made it to semi semifinals, I think. We're actually pretty good volleyball team. We don't have a men's volleyball team. We have it's women's. We don't even our school does not have a men's volleyball team. Our school doesn't have a men's volleyball team either.
0: We don't have. I don't think anyone would do it. It's like right. I think it's the men's volleyball season is in the spring and our school is big on like baseball is really big. And the track is really big too at our school. Like we both have like very winning track and basketball and baseball teams. So between those two sports, there's just not enough athletes to go around. Like they did because the, the, there's like volleyball is really big in like gym class and there's a big old like volleyball tournament right before Christmas break that we have. And like there's brackets and everything. It was, it was insane. We got a new gym teacher and hopefully he still does it. Cause it was fun but um they've been they like always thought about they're like yeah we'll just bring a volleyball team because everyone loves it so much and they do signups and then no one ever signs up (laughs) because like you can't you know then like no one really likes volleyball that much oh like there's not that many people that like it yeah
1: I feel you we always like talk about volleyball like there's always like every year it's seemingly it's like the dudes are like let's start a volleyball team like let's like we could do this we'd be an amazing volleyball team but i know that if we actually started one like everybody's doing soccer or football like we couldn't get going.
0: i don't actually know when the season is but well, that's what everyone always told me because i mean not that they told me but i hear people talking about it That everyone like no one was gonna quit it over another sport. sports i mean maybe it's different i don't actually really know i am no high school sports expert to say the least but that's cool though i'm let's go waynesburg high school's volleyball team the colton and joe show is definitely supporting you guys if we um when we when we uh inevitably just blow up overnight obviously that's gonna happen (laughs) um we will we will become a sponsor
1: (laughs) yes
0: for an advertisement on
1: the on the gym wall we'll we'll Make yeah. some contributions. Sponsor, sponsor a banner. Yeah, for uh, sure. Plaster our faces on it.
0: My week has not been so exciting, to be honest. It's been a lot of homework. I ran a cross country meet on Tuesday, and I did quite cheeks. I did pretty bad. <laughs> um, but other than that, it's just been some pretty basic stuff. I'm, yeah. I, it's just you know, I, I feel like I've I've been getting kind of swamped, as you would say, with homework. And it's not fun at all <laughs> a lot of late nights a lot of tired mornings but able to find some time tonight and um finally discuss some football but before we get to the meat and potatoes obviously we're going to be talking about the news a little bit of which there is some but um i don't i don't think that's been a huge news week i haven't kept yeah, up with the news a whole lot though.
1: there's Just actually a decent there's there's more than you would think um a lot of injuries. And the big thing, a big thing, came out today. Actually, um, one of the players that I grew up on when I started watching football. This guy is actually one of my favorite players in the world. We're just announced his retirement today, and it's gonna be Shady McCoy, um, Sean McCoy officially renowned, announced is yes, announced <laughs> his retirement. He one of my favorite players. I first started watching football in 2015. If you guys don't know, and um, I started watching, I was a big Steelers fan, but my second favorite team was Buffalo for some, whatever reason. I love Tyron Taylor, Sammy Watkins, uh, Shady McCoy, Stephon Gilmore, Ronald Darby. Those are my boys. I love that team. But Shady McCoy, I you know, he was so, so, so good. All-pro first-team type of guy with the Eagles. Um, he's an, you know, an all-decade team running back. He's just an absolute was an absolute monster and it sucks that you know recently it's cool it's good that like shady mccoy got two rings in the past couple years because he deserves them but i feel like nowadays there's so many memes going around about like shady mccoy two rings zero snaps or whatever like everybody's just like loves to pick on shady mccoy people now that started watching more recently they don't know just how good shady mccoy was so buddy's a beast buddy was a beast all props to him
0: yeah, definitely. One of my most like iconic football memories I've ever like remembered was watching him play in the snow. I don't even remember which team it was against, but he just I went. I know what
1: off. you mean, and it's in like the uh, it's in like that one guy like the Ding Productions like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: and it is that is, I I was always a fan of um Shady McCoy as well because yeah because he was a Pitt alumna- he was a Pitt alumni which was a big thing. And I too did it. Um, I watched the Bills probably a little bit more. I never really like, I don't know. The, the Bills had such an interesting team back in the day with Tyrod Taylor and Shady McCoy. And just like, it was an interesting squad of guys. We talked about this on occasion. And I, <laughs> I yeah, Shady McCoy is, is definitely a player I've grown up enjoying uh, watching. And it's, it's, it's sad to see him go, but, you know, realistically it wasn't really, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if i put him as a Hall of Fame career. That's something we need to look into a little bit more. Um it it was, is,
1: If we do another, uh, like, Hall, of, Hall fame, of Fame or uh, like not, yeah. said, we can throw Shady McCoy
0: in there. We did that. Uh, that was actually a cool episode, too. I liked that one. And when we figured out, we did one over Philip Rivers and Matt Ryan. Like, Von Miller. Vaughn Miller,
1: Manning. yeah. Did we do Elon I think we did Eli Manning.
0: Yeah, we did Elon Manning. For we sure, both thought maybe. he was going to do that. Anthony Brown. No,
1: I think I think I might have said Eli was not. No, let me. like I, him
0: I thought we did. I remember I said Antonio Brown wasn't going to go because he didn't have a Super Bowl, but now he has a Super Bowl. So
1: I Anthony said even was, without the Super Bowl. I said my boy was going to get it. Might have been a little biased. And I remember the dudes in the comments were like, "Joe's an idiot." <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Here it is. Here it is. Uh, um, 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 who was it that we were talking about that we were Eli? Did we didn't do Eli? Yeah, we didn't even do
0: I thought I really thought we did. Yeah.
1: I it just like to just did current players. We just did current players at the
0: time. Oh, okay.
1: So we did Philip Rivers, Vaughn Miller, Matt Ryan, Bobby Wagner, Antonio Brown, Richard Sherman, Patrick Peterson, Khalil Mack, and DeAndre Hopkins. We needed a. We need to run that one back. That, that was a, cool a fun. That that was a good episode. I enjoyed that one. We did that. That was
0: about. that was one of the that one is up there and like an iconic like our 100th episode was an iconic one where we went where we went over our best and worst takes. That one I might go back and listen to that one just for fun because I really did actually think that episode was cool.
1: That was a cool concept. That was
0: fun too, and it was like kind of nostalgic going back.
1: I like that one. One of my favorite episodes, honestly, was just like our Pro Bowl voting episode, where we just talked about who we voted to the Pro Bowl. Oh Yeah, that was cool too. I really enjoyed that episode. For that yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I I did vote the the Cox brothers though. That was. You did. <laughs> and,
1: I, yeah, mean that. Was I mean that I mean that episode Feen- a lot.
0: And Dan Feeney, yeah. <laughs> that was Dan fun, Feeny. man. I think we, I think we threw. Our, like punt returners too we we like screwed around a little bit. Yeah.
1: yeah. That was a good episode. That's fun. Yeah. But um the, Cox anyway, that, <laughs> the Cox Back to back to the news here. We oh, yeah, we went down a rabbit hole. We have like one piece of news out of like the twenty pieces of news. And <laughs> it took us like ten minutes. Well oh, that one's on me.
0: me. That one's on me.
1: No, no. That's good. That's good. Yeah, we gotta get the conversation. That's how the episode blows. That's how we get some. So we get the little fun talking. For sure. But so Shane McCoy's out here tired. And speaking of guys that we thought might retire this offseason, Richard Sherman is back in the league, baby. He's back here. Tampa Bay signing with Tampa Bay on a one-year deal. And it's funny because you know there's this there's the thing circulating around, and it was like how it started, and it was like a picture of Sherman yelling at Tom Brady, um, and then it was like. When Brady was on the path and Sherman was on the Seahawks, and then it's like how it's going, and it's a picture of Sherman inking a deal with Tampa Bay. But that's that's good for Tampa Bay. They got they got beat by the Rams pretty handily, um, and they just you know what we don't have any good corners so Let's we're going out and we're signing Richard Sherman. Sherman came out and said that he still thinks he can play at an all pro level. Um, do I believe it?
0: In, in typical Richard Sherman fashion, he said he thinks he can play it on an upper level. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Hey, I'd like to say, by the way, that uh, Cincinnati just defeated the Jaguars 24-21 on an Evan McPherson field goal. So, just wanted to put that out, though. Let the world now of our live
2: reactions. Yeah, I mean...
1: but. Next, next, signing of Richard Sherman, we've got another signing, the man, the myth, the legend, Josh Gordon, signing with the Kansas City Chiefs. Josh Gordon, we all know him, we all love him. Every single season, he gets reinstated. Every single season, he gets suspended again. It's just a forever cycle. Um, I love I, I, there was this one post, I want to say it was by Ghetto Gronk, where he was like a preview of the 2021 NFL season or something. Oh, I remember like, that. Yeah, Yeah, it was like week four or something. It was like <laughs> Josh Gordon reinstated. And it was like week week eight or something. Josh Gordon suspended again. Yeah. I thought it was funny. I, I too found that funny. He signed with Kansas City, giving them a little bit more firepower. Obviously, they lost Sammy Watkins in the offseason. Um, and their depth behind Tyree Kill a wide receiver or something that they you know they're not the, the greatest at. Um, so they they go out and they sign Josh Gordon as yeah, a playmaker just to to be behind Tyree Kill. Is he gonna start? No clue. Is he gonna get much playing time? No clue. But you know we'll see.
0: Yeah. Um. This was interesting. I saw someone else talking about this, talking about how they had like a bunch of wide receivers that could all do the same thing. They were all fast, and they all like. <laughs> they were all t- Tyree Kill um, archetype wide receivers, but just a lot less uh, efficient at it. <laughs> so you get um, Josh Gordon in as someone that can maybe do something a little bit different. Although it kind of messes up. It's like it's like a wide receiver that can do something different than Tyree Kill, because obviously you have Travis Kelsey, who was very effective um, with his, uh, you know, his um. His role in the offense, he's very effective at it. We all know Travis Kelsey, absolute stud. But it's um, it is definitely be nice to get some wide receiver depth in there. Obviously, a very talented player, someone we all know. Uh <laughs> He spent his time in the league. Hopefully, he can hopefully he can stay clean for his health specifically. Hopefully, he can um,
1: yeah. <laughs> hopefully, he can stay in the league. I I hope so. He's he was electric. When he was in the league at one point, you know, he like led the league in receiving yards, Flash Gordon, an absolute beast, off pro first teamer, and then he can't stay on track since then. Not been able to stay on track. But um, next, we get into the weekly slew of injuries, which is a sad thing, but it's always going to be here. Um, we've talked about a couple of these injuries last season or last week, last episode, but we're, you know, now we talk about they're being placed on IR, Not being Tyron Taylor and Tua Tagovailoa. Taylor, um, Tyron Taylor, obviously, we, t- we talked about him last week. He was replaced by Davis Mills at QB last week. Um, he, he's officially being placed on IR. And then Tua with fractured ribs is now on injury reserve. And obviously, if you don't know injury reserve, it just means you're out for at least three weeks, and they can like fill your roster spot in for the three weeks. Um, so it's going to be two weeks for those two at the very minimum because they've already been out a week. Um, other than that, we've got a couple of – Season-ending injuries, which is really sad here. Um, K.J. Hamler for the Broncos, tore his ACL uh, last week, which is, which is rough. A young speedster, uh, second-year wide receiver. Uh, Blake Martinez for the Giants is out for the season. They're their best linebacker there. Yeah, they're like a perennial top five tackle guy. Uh his fringe top ten linebacker, a very good player. It's really rough to see him go. And then uh, James White is also going to be out for – out of the season, he suffered some like hip subflexion or something crazy, so he's expected to be out for the year too. So the first slew of injuries here are gonna have Tyrod Taylor and Tua Tagovailoa on the injury reserve, and then KJ Hamler, Blake Martinez, and James White all three out for the year.
0: I, I, I thought we already talked about Tyrod Taylor. I'm not so sure about that.
1: We talked about his injury, him and Tua. We talked that they got in, they okay. were injured, but we did not. We like they weren't on the injury reserve at the time.
0: Yeah, Tua, Tua one is weird. The, the ribs. Um so I, I don't think that's a c I don't think that's like a season ending thing. Obviously. Jacoby Brissett came in, he actually didn't play all that bad. To be
1: honest with yeah, you. That's true. He played really bad in like the in the Bills game, but then he actually played pretty well in this in this Raiders game this week. So Yeah, Jacoby
0: Brissett probably is one of the better back quarterbacks in the NFL, to be honest. Um obviously Tyra Taylor being out, Davis Mills time and uh Houston which is is definitely hard. (laughs) Definitely a downgrade, considering how well he was playing, too. But, you know, then it's not like they're really a a team contending, so it's not the end of the world. Um, James White, that gives maybe some some of the other running backs. Damian Harris, I don't know, Rex Burkhead, (laughs) a chance to play some more. But, I mean, they've always had some quality depth there, and in New England at the running back position, so
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, tough, tough uh, to say the uh, least. Though that's yeah, tough. that's true. That's true, and that's
1: just the first loop of injuries. We got a couple more injuries to talk about, even. Next we have Bradley Chubb is going to be having ankle surgery coming up, and um it's not. They Denver says that he's hopeful to return this season. So it's kind of 50-50 whether or not we see him towards the end of the season or not. You know, he could be back for the playoff time if they make the playoffs. It's just kind of a question mark of his return, not until late season, most likely. Um, Same thing with J.C. Horn, who uh, rookie corner, the first corner off the board, I believe, actually. Um, J.C. Horn broke his foot in this last game. And that's not necessarily season-ending, they say, but um, it definitely could be. And then Christian McCaffrey in the same game – got a sustained hamstring injury he went out early in the game um they expect him to miss a few weeks um not sure what the exact timetable is but he's gonna be out for a few weeks there um same with teron armstead who uh, injured his elbow last week versus new england he's going to miss several weeks as well not no real timetable and then the last injury we have here is uh new york jets safety marcus may um, injured his ankle last week versus Denver, and is expected to miss three to four weeks. So big blow for all these guys. Uh, Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller were, you know have been doing really well this season. Um, it's, uh, that's going to be a tough blow for Denver. J.C. Horn was showing some good flashes last game before he hurt himself. McCaffrey, obviously, uh, in my opinion, the best running back in football. Tron Armstead, you know, possibly a top-10 offensive tackle. Um, Marcus May, a top-10 safety. Just...
0: Just you know,
1: a, a lot of bad injuries. Never stuff that you like to see, but sometimes, sometimes stuff happens. So,
0: um, yeah, yeah, definitely. J. C. Horn is a tough one. Uh, a person coming into the draft, we were both. I mean, we were relatively high on J. C. Horn. Like, it, it was interesting. The, the draft times are always interesting, but, um, it's I, I don't I really don't like the injuries. It, I really just suck. Especially for, like, some of those teams. Like, Christian McCaffrey going down, that is huge. Um, especially for a team. That they, I mean, they were doing pretty good stuff. Yeah, they were having a good season so far. They're undefeated right now. Um, a lot based on the really good defense they've had so far. But he, too, was was really helping out Darnold coming into his maybe uh, his revenge year. But we'll, we'll see what Darnold can do. He's – I mean, I, I've been impressed. I've been impressed with Darnold so far. Like, what I've seen from Darnold, he's, like, very good. Pretty – Boys, you know, showing off a lot of that talent that we saw. Um, Maybe I I think the better situation is helping them out a lot as I think it would anybody, but yeah.
1: Yeah. True, true. Um, Next, we've got a trade and what will be a trade and a release. I'm just going to kind of clump them together. Jacksonville is trading C.J. Henderson in a fifth-round pick to the Carolina Panthers for Dan Arnold in a third-round pick. I know that we have different – we have different opinions on this trade uh, based on how we've talked about it to, uh, previously. Um, I personally, I think that uh, Carolina won this trade. Just personally, I think that C.J. Henderson being a first-round pick just a year ago, um, a top-10 pick at that, I think he still got so much potential. And you're right, he's not like a like an amazing corner at this point. He's kind of a painfully average player at this point in his career. But I feel like the potential that he has outweighs, you know, everything and going to. To Carolina for uh, you know, and granted Dan Arnold is a starting tight end. He uh, he started this game for Carolina, or I'm sorry for uh, Jacksonville, and you know pick swaps. But it is you know, I personally do think the Carolina won this trade. But from talking earlier, it seems like you think differently. I okay, I I
0: was more or less joking when I when I said that I thought that uh Carolina got fleeced or not Carolina that um. Uh, Who's the yeah. trade between Jacksonville and Jacksonville and um Carolina? Carolina. Okay, I'm done. Okay. I I was more or less joking when I said Carolina got fleeced for giving up their starting ten end and a pick, um, because Dan Arnold is no crazy tight end, and that, that's the thing. He's he's not. I thought I was under the impression that he was playing really bad this year. I he I know he got he's like got benched at the end of last game, um, but his stats like he's not letting up an overly large amount of yards per per snap, and I looked at the stats, and I looked in the advanced stats, because I wanted to show you that he's playing bad, and I went on pro football reference, and I was unable to find um, a large amount, like, other, a large amount of stats that didn't prove that, like, prove that. Um, like you said, he was playing really average, really average cornerback play, and it's not what you expect from a first-round cornerback, to be honest, but already, there was already trade rumors, and he was really traded because of the potential that he had, like you said, and um, what, I don't know if I don't know what I'd give up for oh, from what I, my understanding of how good he was. I would not have uh, probably given up that much. <laughs> but you know maybe if you're if you see something like especially like a lot of teams that saw a lot of potential in him pre-draft, then they you know they see an opportunity to trade for him and um can utilize them in a different way that'll help them out more. That makes a lot more sense. you know I definitely yeah. I think it's more balanced compared to like a team one team winning and another team losing. Um, but definitely when I saw the trade go down, I was like, that's kind of, like, I wouldn't want, like, I don't know why I trade for a a bad cornerback unless it's for that potential, like like we said, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, true. But, you know, it's got, Carolina's got a lot of corners now. I mean, I guess not so many because Horn is probably going to be out for either the season or uh, most of it. But you got to think they now have A.J. Boye and... CJ Henderson and JC Horn and Dante Jackson. That's that's kind of a right. stacked secondary.
0: Along with Jeremy <laughs> Chad.
1: Yeah, and then and then you have Jeremy Chad. They don't have they have Shaq. No, Shaq on not play linebacker. Do they still have Trey Boston did they officially release him? I think they released him, I wanna say. But anyway. Um another trade that's uh looking like it's going to happen is Marlon Mack. Um, the Indianapolis Colts and Marlon Mack mutually have agreed to seek a trade after the first three weeks Mack has not seen any real playing time. Um, and this was kind of... This is this is a weird scenario. I remember we we thought there was no clue, like, no chance that Mack was getting re-signed. And if you guys watch The Profit um, on, like, TikTok and stuff, you see he's, he made a deal that he would eat a shoe if the Colts <laughs> re-signed Marlon Mack. And then they did, and he, like, cut off a piece of a shoe and ate it. It was kind of funny. But so it was weird. I kind of knew that after Jonathan Taylor's breakout rookie season and then how Naeem Hines played behind him is just like a different role of a receiving back. It was, I was like, there's no way Marlon Mack comes back and like has any role. And I was right. He came back, he re-signed, and he has no role. So it's looking like he's going to get traded. To where? Not exactly sure, but it looks like Marlon Mack will be on the move. A starting caliber running back. So that's that's just interesting to me.
0: That, that is interesting. Last time I um, was I signed, I was wondering, if he yeah, if it eat into um Jonathan Taylor's role a little bit because he was he was a kind of a of of the, the leading running back before you know the injuries and stuff. But Jonathan Taylor is definitely a really talented guy. And Naheem Hines is a guy I'm starting to really become a little bit more on the yeah. on the I'm I'm impressed with, with Naheem Hines. He's he's played really well. Obviously he's he's one of the fastest players in the league. Really good out of the backfield. I think he compliments Jonathan Taylor well. Um, So I'm, it's cool. uh, The the Colts are an interesting team with Wentz and then Taylor and Hines. But yeah, a trade makes sense. I don't think he's, I think he's too good for the role he's in right now. He's kind of reminds me of Kareem Hunt. A little bit. I think Cream Hunt. If I was Cream Hunt, I don't know if I'd want to stick around. But he does. He gets him and Chubb. He'd like he doesn't get so much less playing time than Chubb, to be honest. Like Cream Hunt. And even when Cream Hunt gets hot, like there was one game where he kind of went off. Cream Hunt had a humongous game. You know. I don't know which. Yeah, I don't true. know what team they were playing against, but um, like he gets his time. I don't think Marlon Mack was even getting opportunities at all. So. Yeah. The, the trade makes sense. That's it. Yeah, it does. What it does. what team do you think is gonna trade for Mack
1: though? Oh boy. I think a good team to trade from would be the Rams, but I don't think they will. They already traded for Sonny Michelle. Yeah, they got Sonny Michelle, which is why I think my Mac is better than Sonny Michelle, obviously, but Yeah. I don't think they're gonna do that at this point. Honestly, like I the Jets maybe. Um <laughs> like the Jets are a team that could do it. I I really, other than that, off the top of my head, I'm not 100% sure. I'm sure there are teams out. The Falcons maybe to be you know, the back. No, because Cordero Patterson is playing really well in the backup spot.
0: Man, i mean, yeah, uh, I'm, i didn't think, I wonder about the Patriots. Maybe the Patriots can make a move. Yeah. James White going down. They're always a, a running back team. They like have full amount of running backs, and you could sign him. I mean, you could trade for him, and you know he doesn't have to stick around for like if you don't want to resign them you don't have to just a, yes, uh just a thought i don't know why i did, probably didn't need to put you on the
1: spot like that but yeah <laughs> i don't know i don't know who's going to sign him but um and we have two more pieces of news to finish us off here the, the the Detroit Lions i'll i'll, I'll separate them cuz they're vastly different pieces uh the lions are releasing linebacker Jamie collins uh, former patriots super bowl champion been solid. They they try to trade him. He just isn't fitting fitting the timeline of the rest of the team. They tried to trade him. Nobody's going for it. So they they ended up releasing him. Obviously, he's still a, lot of, a a good quality linebacker. So he definitely he'll he'll get swooped up pretty quickly. But um, and then the other piece of news is not really related to anything. The the Super Bowl halftime show has been officially announced <sighs> today. And boy, is it going to be a good halftime show? Let me it tell is you that. It is stacked. We have Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar, my favorite rapper of all time, in the halftime show. Oh my goodness. If you thought I was hyped for the weekend's halftime show, you don't even know how hyped I am to hear Kendrick freaking Lamar at the halftime Kendrick show. Freaking Lamar. I love that dude so, so much. But, oh my goodness. Kendrick
0: like, this is freaking good. Lamar.
1: Kendrick freaking Lamar, dude.
0: Whew. Kendrick. That is interesting I, it is definitely i i feel like m and m doesn't exactly fit the rest of the styles to be honest with you but
1: yeah that is true
0: I don't know that's well, just me but i <laughs> yeah. it is interesting that is cool that not not exactly um huge football news, but it is interesting as we they did, it is interesting how far ahead they plan I, I guess the the Super Bowl halftime show is
1: like a pretty big deal, but yeah, uh, i'm excited for it i'm excited for it but that uh concludes our our new segment here so now we get into the official meat and potatoes of the episode our week three um analysis as you guys know we've been doing it for the past two weeks i've been kind of enjoying it we just go through game by game We're talking about each game but if there's you know it's a lot of the, some games we kind of skip over some games we talk a little bit more we talk about who does good how we're feeling about the teams and just what's going on. So we're gonna start off with the Thursday night game from Week Three. Exactly a week ago today, as we're recording, uh, the Panthers versus the Texans. Um, the Panthers took the win there, 24 to nine, and it was it was just a game where people really started to be like, man, Sam Donald is like really on the scene right now. Like he didn't have any passing touchdowns. He had two rushing touchdowns, but he was just seeing the field really well. He had like almost 300 yards, I believe, um, just seeing the field, seeing everything that was going on. And it was just – he looks really comfortable, and it was just a game where everyone's kind of like, man, Sam Darnold was here. Like, Sam Darnold was the starting quarterback. And it was rough for Carolina, obviously, as we talked about earlier, as they lost McCaffrey, they lost J.C. Horn. They had some tough injuries. Um, D.J. Moore went off, had, like, 126 yards, I believe. Um, and then for Houston, Davis Mills started at QB. And it's inter- interestingly enough, Davis Mills currently is all the, the leader in quarterback rating among all, all rookie quarterbacks – um, they're all the Jets because he's got really like he's got a really long neck for some reason like he just has a very has long a, neck.
0: He has a humongous neck.
1: But it's it, it's kind of funny. But Carolina gets the win here. Sam Darnold has a really good game. People are starting to realize just what Sam Darnold can be. What me and Joe have been telling you about for the past year.
0: Yeah, we put you guys on to to Sam Darnold to be honest. We talked about his talent. Just put him in a different situation, and you he's he's blossoming at the moment. Um, yeah. yeah, he, yeah, as you said, yeah, 304 yards, two rush touchdowns, um, DJ Moore went over a hundred yards rushing. Um, yeah, I mean, and another thing, like, I don't think none of people are talking about just how good the Carolina defense is playing right now. Um, yeah. Hassan Reddick had one and a half sacks. Let's see who else here. Brian Burns had a sack. Morgan Fox had a sack. Oh my goodness. How many total sacks do they have? I uh, doesn't give a total number at the end. I'm not going to count it all up. But they had well over three sacks. <laughs> so um, obviously the Houston Texans offensive line is, is nothing insane. But it's definitely, you know, still a good performance. And the, the you know, Panthers are three now. If we were going to do a power ranking, which I want to do after this week, I forgot to tell you. I think we should do a power ranking every four weeks and then um, a playoff power ranking after that. I don't know, just for fun. I, I was like, I think the power rankings are cool. Just, uh, but you know, we don't want to do them too often. But if we're gonna do a power ranking, I might put Carolina. I definitely put Carolina top five. But I don't know really? where I put them there. I definitely would put Carolina top five. The way they're playing right now, it's fair. I put them high, I don't but put them that high, but it's fair to put them there. Like they're they're playing well. Drive. So either way. Um definitely this this is not a lot of discussion to be said because it was such a blowout but yeah
1: true true um cincinnati and pittsburgh this is a game that ruffled my feathers a little bit cincinnati came out and they 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 beat pittsburgh at heinz field it was a rough one and pittsburgh looks awful and they're not gonna act like pittsburgh was not hampered with injuries because they were deontay johnson was out juju Smith-Schuster left halfway through the game Chase Claypool left early and then came back. They were already missing uh, starting offensive linemen. Um, defensively, TJ Watt didn't play. Uh, Joe Hayden was all banged up. Alex Highsmith didn't play. Um, Tyson Lulu, obviously, is now out for the season. Stefan, too, it's still not in. Obviously, lots of injuries for the Steelers, but it, it, it's the Cincinnati Bengals. This was a really rough game. This is a game where the Steelers got sliced and diced. Um, Joe Burrow had himself a uh, really, really, really nice game. I mean, Big Ben looked awful. Um, ben threw multiple picks, one of which, the the, the pick to Lo- the second pick to Logan Wilson was just awful. I don't know how you threw that. Oh off my it. goodness, yeah, that was horrible. Like it was just a terrible play. Um, it it, it was just not, it was not a good game for for the Steelers overall. Since I just came out, they wanted it more. Joe Burrow played a really, really efficient game. Um, Jamar Chase looked really good, had scored two touchdowns, um, one of them being a really nice deep snag. Um, looked really good. Mixon didn't look bad. Logan Wilson looked amazing in this game. He had 14 tackles and two interceptions. Um, from the linebacker spot, Logan Wilson just looked really good. Um, they made everybody look good. Hubbard looked really good. Hendrickson looked good. Since I, they just wanted it more. They came out, they beat Pittsburgh in in their home court, and Pittsburgh is looking really rough. Big Ben is looking a little bit washed. He's showing his age. And the Steelers, it's looking like for the first time in years upon years, it might be a really long season for for fans of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: Yeah, um, I know this is a blowout, and as a Steelers fan, as we have said, we're both Steelers fans. We we could talk about this game for a while, but we're not going to bore you all too much. We're trying to be. I'm trying to be a, a podcast co-host for the masses. Um, but, you know, I, yeah, like I said, like Colton said, that is. The Steelers had a lot of injuries, and I'm, that's not a big excuse, but mostly it's, it's TJ Watt, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blame it on TJ Watt's injury. The Steelers' defense is really, really good, but we lost secondary pieces this offseason, Stephen Nelson and Mike Hilton specifically, Um which which means we had Trey Norwood and uh, James Pierce, <laughs> a, a set of different guys out there at the time. Uh, Cam Sutton, of course, but it's just it's not as uh, you know it's not as as good as it used to be. And but the thing is, you the, when there's pass rush, you miss the opportunities. Um, quarterbacks get pressured, but without T.J. Watt, there really there was one quarterback pressure all day. So you know. Joe, um, Joe Broke kind of sit back there and just slice and dice, as he said, you know, noticing all those up and guys like Jamar Chase, he was able to sit back there. Two really nice balls, Jamar Chase that ended up in touchdowns. Um, Tyler Boyd's touchdown was a, was a good play as well, you know, it, and another, yeah, without alu too, Joe Mixon was able to go out and have a really efficient day, a 90 yard rushing day, um. But I, I'm not exactly hitting the panic button just yet. Neither is Mike Hilton. i Neither is Mike Tomlin, as I said, as I meant to say. Um, it it was sad. Uh, I would definitely say it was. We broke our, we lost our like 75 game stretch of sacks because that we that just,
1: killed me. That made me more sad than anything.
0: Yeah, that was actually such a, such a cool thing too. We had the NFL record of all time, and lost like that. I know Cam Hamber looked like he was out there trying very hard to get a sack. <laughs> but we weren't able to get it. We had, you know, I don't even know. Jameer Jones even went down, I think, right? Yeah,
1: I think he did.
0: Yeah, so we, we had some, some guys fresh off the practice squad having to come in the game. And let me tell you, it was not pretty. <laughs> so, tough True. tough game. It was an ugly game. And Ben's gonna go, Ben is a guy who's going to go out and have ugly stat lines from time to time. Um, This is not the ugliest line I've seen from Ben before Uh, you know Ben versus Jacksonville for a couple of years there was really bad yeah. but um, th- this yeah. this was one of the games he did not his eye test was really bad <laughs> if you watch the game you know what I'm talking about I rambled on I contradicted myself I said I was not going to talk about this for too long but I did <laughs> I
1: don't blame you I don't blame you <laughs> But um, moving on to the next game, we have the Colts in the Titans. Not much to say on this. Derrick Henry had himself a really nice game. A.J. Brown went out really early in this game for the Titans, um, so they had to work without him. But the, the, the Titans, 25-16, to 16, you know, they did their thing. They did what, what they were supposed to do. But for the Colts, things are looking bleak as they're now 0-3. They've got injuries on the offensive line. And for the Colts, as they're finding out quickly without a good offensive line, They are not very good. Um, Their defense is not performing to the level it was last season. Their offense, well, Carson Wentz has actually been fairly efficient this season. Um, Jonathan Taylor has not been able to get much going on the ground. And their offense just is not, it just seems to be a little bit more one-dimensional than it has been in the past couple of years. So, Indy is in a really, it's just in a really rough spot until their offensive line gets a little healthier. Uh, but Tennessee, you know, they're trying to pick up the pace, doing what they need to be doing, and Tennessee takes that one, so that one's not that interesting in my eyes.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um,
1: Atlanta and the Giants, another one, not that not all that interesting. That uh, they the the Falcons won this one, seventeen to fourteen, on a last second field goal by Young Lakeu as time expired. But overall, not that interesting. You know, Daniel Jones played a semi efficient game. Luckily, he had, a touch. he had a touchdown finally. I mean, he's still pretty inefficient, only like 50 yards on the ground, but um, not that interesting either in my eyes. Yeah,
0: for a close game, uh, there are two teams that are less than <laughs> they are, are less than hugely talented. But Cordell Patterson had like this. He had like 100 all-purpose yards. He's he's kind of having uh, a year so far. He's moved to a little bit more of a running back position, as we mentioned earlier in the episode. And it's been yeah. working out for him, which is interesting.
1: True, true.
0: Um,
1: now we go to a game that was very interesting, maybe the best game of the week, the Chargers versus the Chiefs. The Chargers upset Kansas City 30-24. to 24, and Just a crazy game. And, like, I – when everybody was saying earlier, like, last season and stuff, that, like – Mahomes versus Justin Herbert was going to be a big rivalry. I was like, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Like Mahomes is like a generational. Yeah, you know, Mahomes is a generational talent. Herbert is, you know, a young gun that's coming in here and doing, you know, pretty solid. But looking at this game, I think that couldn't be farther from true. Um, I'm sorry, that couldn't be further from false when I was thinking. Um, it, it like just. Justin Herbert played so, so well. Um, He snagged one of my um, offensive player of the week spots here, Justin Herbert. Had 281 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Just looked really poised, looked like a veteran. He's been playing for 15 years in there versus, you know, Casey, who's a top three team in football. And Patrick Mahomes, they ended up breaking his streak. Uh, Mahomes, up until that point, had never thrown an interception in the month of September and had never uh, lost a game in the month of September. And both the streaks were ended. Um, uh, obviously Herbert and the Chargers beat them in a in an offset in Assaulty Samuel. Uh the rookie picked off patching lows for the first time in his career in September. So this was a really good game. Oh, they were able to effectively kind of minimize what Tyreek Kill was able to do in this game, which was a big thing for them. Um And Chargers just got it done, you know what I mean? Their offensive line is such a big piece of what they do now, and and Justin Herbert is benefiting so much from it. Just, you know, last year their offensive line was so rough, and he was always throwing under pressure. And then at this point, you know, they they bring in Matt Filer and Corey Lindsley, and they draft Rayshon Slater. And, all you know, their offensive line looks so much better, and it's just so visible. You can just see it so easily from their team and from the way that Justin Herbert is playing. It's so easy to be able to tell. So.
0: Mhm. Yeah. And let me tell you guys, this is this is a big moment for me. All three of the players that I have been talking high on for uh, quite a while now, just uh, they all scored a touchdown. Um, and they beat the Kansas City Chiefs, as you said, one of the best teams in football. Patrick Mahomes, a generational talent, as we all know. Justin Herbert. Two hundred eighty-one yards, four touchdowns. Uh, a little over a hundred yards, all-purpose, and a touchdown. And then Keenan Allen with fifty receiving yards and a touchdown. Um, so, hey, uh, we keep we keep receipts here on the Colton and Joe show. I hope Colton, when the time comes and the players that you like go off, that you mention it, because then you know we keep our receipts. As you know, that's definitely the the policies so far. And that was a good game for my Chargers, or quote my Chargers, um, a team that I've talked highly of as of recent. And uh, it's, you know, it's a good feeling. It is a little bit later now because we, (laughs) me and and Colton kind of talked a little bit beforehand about random stuff. But um, I am very excited on the inside, even though I may sound not terribly excited on the outside.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel you. I feel you. Next game, we move on to a boring game Chicago versus Cleveland, but it was interesting in one specific way, and that was that it was uh, Justin Fields' first ever (laughs) start. Cleveland destroyed them 26 to 6. And oh my goodness, did Miles Garrett have a field day! Um, Miles Garrett was my um, number one player for defensive players of the week. Ended up with four and seven tackles, four and a half sacks, and four tackles for loss. As the Bears' offensive line was just getting absolutely dismantled, um, left and right, absolutely crazy. Um, It was just, it was a field day. Garrett got in there four and a half times. David Clowney, I believe, had two sacks. Um, They were just murdering. Justin Fields was sacked nine times. Um, He threw for like 68 yards and one interception. Or something like it was just it, it was just insane what was happening with Justin Fields and I don't blame him you know what I mean with that pressure in his face now early it was in his face there was like not many ways that any quarterback let alone a rookie quarterback in his first start is going to be able to get that ball off it was just it, it was just so awful watching that Cleveland had an absolute field day then there's just not much to say you know what I mean when 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 it's that when you're that imposing on an on a different on the other team's quarterback there's just nothing
0: yeah um. Four and a half sacks. I guess other than <laughs> is is um Miles Garrett the leader in sacks this year so far, or is it Chandler Jones? Still, Chandler Jones had like a humongous week one. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah. Anyway, either way, it an incredible performance. Did you see that video of him like block shed at the yeah. speed of the light.
1: He, like, oh my goodness. just, like, leaped from one foot to the other, like, so fast.
0: Yeah, that it was it, it crazy. Like, <laughs> it, it, like I honestly did when I first saw it. I wondered if my phone, like, looked, like, like lagged out for a second. Because <laughs> it looked like he moved that fast. It was insane. Obviously, he was he was in his bag today, and as was the Browns as a whole. I can't believe that's was an insane sack day. I think, then once the like, the... I think there was one net passing yard for the Bears. So I guess it, And the, not the great week one that you – you know, not the great first week of um, Justin Fields' career that you'd expect.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, now we go to Baltimore and Detroit, which is a lot closer every game than I anticipated. Baltimore was kind of hampered with injuries and COVID cases. Though, um, looking at it, you know a lot of their players were out of COVID. Um, but either way, they went out there, and I just want to give my props to the to the Lions because they are playing over my expect, like well over my expectations with Dan Campbell. I don't, you know, Dan Campbell was not good at the mic at all, and it kind of like led everybody to be like, this guy's not going to be a good head coach. But so far, they're playing really hard for him. You know, what I mean they're. He was the guy that went in there and was like, you know, we're we're not gonna give up. We're gonna go bite your kneecaps. Or like he made that whole speech. Um, but they play really hard for him. And he's, you know, they're actually not bad. Jared Goff is looking <laughs> actually pretty solid. DeAndre Swift is looking better than he did last season. Um, and this is all TJ Hawkinson obviously is a good receive like a receiving tie, but they don't have any receivers. The receiving core currently they they released Rashad Perryman. Their receiving core is like Quintez Cephas uh Khalif Raymond Saint Amon Brown. Ross St. Brown. Yeah. yeah. Um I don't even like you know, obviously it's really Yeah yeah but actual wide receivers like Amon Ross St. Brown, Quintez Cephas, Tyra Williams is the other one. Oh yeah, Tyra Williams. Like absolutely no wide receivers. Um and they're still Goff is still looking good. They're still making things work. The O-line is actually solid, which is the big thing. Frank Ragnow is probably top five center in the league, um, top three maybe. Um, and then Pene Sewell, they drafted him. Their O-line is actually not bad. They've got Aquar rushing the edge. Their defense is not anything that's good. But offensively, they're doing enough to keep up with teams well, well enough, which is something I didn't think they were even going to be able to do. So and then obviously Justin Tucker to end this game, to win it. Um hit the longest field goal in NFL history, a sixty-six yarder. Um it, it was just an absolute crazy, crazy, crazy game. Um it, Lamar Jackson converts like a f like a fourth and nineteen to set up this field goal. It, it, something crazy. Baltimore just really pulled it out of their butts at the end. Um, Detroit kinda deserved this one. Baltimore came out and took it from them. But either way, Baltimore improves the two and one, and and Detroit is stuck at out and three. So,
0: no, yeah. This is a game that I (laughs) ended up watching a little bit of just at the the very end. Yeah. And it was like, I was like fourth and 19, and there was like 10 seconds left. And I'm like, I'm like, there's no way the Ravens are going to win. I had to like go do something, I had to go get dressed for church or something like that. So I was like, okay, I shot the TV. And then I, I even texted you about it. I was like, crazy week for upsets. Detroit like got the got the upset over the Ravens. And I look back, like four seconds later, and there was a crazy fourth down conversion and a record <laughs> a record field goal. And the yeah the Ravens ended up winning it. So uh, definitely uh, <laughs> spoke a little bit too soon, but
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> the last This was a very interesting game. And yeah, Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell might actually be like a, a good coach for the future though. Yeah, like you said, I really feel like their players are playing hard for him. And he's like, he doesn't make any terrible, you know, jaw-dropping decisions like you see from other coaches. Urban Meyer, you know, a little bit so far as he makes the transition to the NFL. And um, just a lot of rookie coaches, they don't like, uh, they they make a lot of bad decisions. I think they're always way too, like, over the top trying to do new stuff. But I feel like Dan Campbell's playing some pretty traditional football, and he's going out. Yeah, he almost won against one of the better teams in the NFL, and Lamar Jackson. Even though they're 0-3, they're not 0-3 in my heart. I
1: get what you mean. (laughs) Um, Next, we have a game that didn't, you know, there's not much to talk about. New Orleans versus New England. Uh, New Orleans takes this win, 28-28. 2-13, 2-13, Jameis had himself a solid game. This is the game we kind of saw. Kamara started to get a little bit more involved than he has been before. Defensively, Mac Jones threw three, pick, three picks in this game. Two of them were his fault. One of them he threw into Johnny Smith's hand, and Johnny Smith bobbled it straight up in the air. And then Malcolm Jenkins returned it, intercepted it, and took it all the way in for a touchdown. Um, but, you know, Jameis, you know, had himself an okay game. Mac Jones, you know, it was a rough going for Mac Jones. It was a rough going for Damian Harris, uh, for just New England all around. It was not a good, not a good showing. out. And that's another guy, James Winston is another guy that's kind of making a lot of things happen with a with a limited receiving core without Michael Thomas. He's he's rocking with like Marquez and Callaway. Adam Troutman at tight end, um, Deontay Harris, like just a bunch of kind of random dudes, and he's actually operating pretty well with that as well. So I'll give Jameis Winston props for it to do, but not that interesting Yeah, for real. Um, Arizona and Jacksonville. This was a strange game. Arizona won it 31 and 19, but don't let the score fool you. This game is a lot closer than than it looks. Arizona's definitely coming back. Um. I'm sorry, Jackson was definitely coming back with Trevor Lawrence. Um, Byron Murphy had two picks in this game. It, it, it was kind of funny because they had – there was actually – they attempted, as we talked about, Justin Tucker hit the all-time record 66-yard field goal. They made Matt Prater attempt a 60 like 5 yard field goal or something that would have been the record because it was before the Justin Tucker kick, and he missed it, and Jamal Agnew caught it and returned it 109 yards for a touchdown. Which is absolutely crazy. So it was funny to me because it was like they they um like they had the kick six and then it was like immediately returned with with Byron Murphy getting a pick six. So it it was just a funny scenario. But overall, Arizona is the better team and they they beat Jacksonville handily in the score. But really, Jacksonville was keeping it a lot closer than you would have expected and a lot closer than the score indicates. So.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that, that was interesting. Uh, the kick six is is the highlight, of course. I, th- I think it was 68 yards, and not to split hairs, but Matt um, Prater was the
1: kick six.
0: The kick six, like he, I think he tried to kick a 68-yard field goal. Oh,
1: did he? I have no clue what it was.
0: I don't. I don't remember exactly. I'm not going to split. I'm not. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> um, I, I was just thinking about that. I'm not sure. Um, James Conner had two rushing touchdowns, obviously the the former Steelers someone that I was I was quite the fan of, a little bit sad to see him leave Pittsburgh. Good to see him having some having a solid game. Uh, but A.J. Green had 112 receiving yards.
1: Yeah, he he kind of balled.
0: That's crazy. That's crazy. A J Green well past the prime, but um, this wasn't a game I got to watch enough of to really make too many. Statements on it. Yeah,
1: true. Um, Washington and Buffalo. Not much to say about this one either. Buffalo wins at forty-three to twenty-one, very handily. Josh Allen actually was my number one offensive player of the week this week with three hundred fifty-eight passing yards and five total touchdowns on the day. Um, just Molly walked Washington. There's not much I can really say. Zach Moss, Neil Sanders had himself a really nice game defensively. The Bills looked good. Taylor Heineke, you know, was just kind of. Exactly what you would expect from Kalen There was like a seventy five yard touchdown to Antonio Gibson though, which was interesting. But overall Buffalo's a better team and they come out on top. Not much to say.
0: Mitch Trubisky actually threw for as many net yards as <laughs> as the uh the Bears did. So I saw that. That was an interesting fact. <laughs> he threw for one yard. Mr. Biscay did. He came out in the end. Let's
1: go, Mitch. Money, Mitch. The MVP, the first ever. MVP. The MVP.
0: MVP. By the, MVP. the only the real MVP. MVP. Because I know that yeah. that was. He was the only fan-voted MVP. The real MVP that is. Because I know they they gave out an MVP to, um, Kyler, to Murray. Kyler Murray. And He's not a real MVP. There. That doesn't really count.
1: <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Um, next, the Jets versus Denver. This was a blowout. The Jets did not even score a point. Number one wins twenty six zero. Teddy Bridgewater has the Broncos absolutely rolling. It's tough because I don't know what to make out of the Broncos because they're obviously three and zero, but the opponents they faced are bad. Like they're three and zero, but the opponents they 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 faced so far are combined zero three. Yeah, um, they're. All I oh, and the combined they're all 3 and three. A combined zero and nine. Yeah. So I don't know like what to make of Denver at this point because they look really good. But they haven't faced any sort of competition, so I don't know. But they trounce on the Jets. Zach Wilson is sacked a bunch of times. There's a couple of picks. Um, just not completely out of his out of his zone. Marcus May left the game early. Their best defender, and just just the Jets got absolutely trounced on. But what else is new, you know? Yeah. Yeah that um, stuff <laughs> yeah for sure sure next is a game that was a lot closer than i anticipated miami and vegas and this is weird it's kind of the duality because denver's three now their team is uh their team's uh records are community or like you know in com- combination oh and nine but vegas is three 0 and um they are the only team in NFL history to start off a season three and out and beat three teams that uh, had ten plus wins the previous season. So they beat um, the Steelers, the Dolphins, and who did they beat Week One? The Ravens. Ravens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was that. That's just interesting duality there. They defeat Miami thirty-one to twenty-eight. They're a very close game. Um, this is a lot closer than I would have expected because of obviously um the Dolphins don't have their starting quarterback two is out on the injury reserve. So they have Jacoby Brissett in the starting role. And, you know, originally we came in the season, at least I did, thinking that Jacoby Brissett was one of the best backups in the league. And then he played the last game versus Buffalo, and the Dolphins did not put up a single point. And they lost by 35. So I was like, oh my goodness. Maybe Brissett's not good enough to run a team. And then he came in and did this versus a team that was just really on a roll, and it was this close to beating them. You know, it, it was a really, really good game. It came down to the wire, but Vegas and Derek Carr ended up pulling things out and just doing Derek Carr-like things. Peyton Barber was the feature back in this game, had 111 rushing yards. Um, but yeah, Vegas takes it over Miami. You know, this was going to be a close game either way, but Miami held it a lot closer with Brissett than I thought they were going to be able to, so.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, this was one I expected to be quite the blowout <laughs> because of the same reasons he said. Yeah, without starting QB and uh, the way Las Vegas was playing, um, I definitely thought this wouldn't really even be that close. But the, the rush game was was playing well, and um, just overall, you know, you're able to keep pace. It was it was. I mean, I wish I would have been able to watch this game. It seems like it actually been interesting. But Derek Carr continues his hot streak. He's Still up there. You know, he's still up there for if we're going to do an MVP through this much. He had an interception, but overall, okay. he's he's playing well. Derek Carr is I, – I, I think the Raiders could go to the playoffs this year. I really think they could. I'm not going to make any yeah, crazy predictions. Yeah. The way they're playing right now, it's – it might not even be that close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. So, moving on, we have Seattle versus Minnesota, a game where everybody expected Seattle to win, and Minnesota came out and upset them 17-30, to um, 30, which is interesting because nobody thought this was going to happen, let alone without Dalvin Cook. Uh, Kirk Cousins came out. Kirk Cousins is one of my offensive players of the week as he had 323 yards and three touchdowns with no picks. A very efficient game with Justin Jefferson. who had a really good game as well um, with, obviously, Adam Thielen. Um, and they're starting running back Alexander Madison in this game. Actually balled out, had about 100 yards. Um, just looked really good. And the defense looked very good. Daniel Hunt, That defensive line was obviously looking stout, as it should, with Anthony Barr down there and Daniel Hunter, Michael Pierce, Dalvin Tomlinson looking really good down there. Um and then, yeah, Minnesota comes out and offsets the Seahawks 20-17. to 17.
0: Kirk Cousins is another guy who's quietly having an insane year right now. <laughs> like. Thirty for thirty-eight, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. What is the quarterback rating on that? It doesn't even say on the the website I'm looking at right now. Um, that is, it has got to be a very high QBR. <laughs> um, yeah. But, the, you know, he's a guy. Kirk Cousins, uh, you know, I know you're you you're pretty high in Kirk Cousins. You're a Kirk Cousins guy, right? Kind of. All
2: right.
0: I don't know. Anyway, I am I am confident in saying that he is he is a Kirk Cousins guy. He's mentioned it a lot before. Um, yeah, but he's having a
2: good I year am,
1: tomorrow, I, so far. No, 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 I was cutting out for a second. I am, I am okay. a Kirk Cousins guy. I yeah. <laughs> I remember when we first made our quarterbacks list, and I said that Kirk Cousins was like a fringe top ten. Like I thought I was gonna put Kirk Cousins on my top ten QB list at the time, which was a mistake. I did not put him in there, but I don't know why I said that. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, both Kirk Cousins guys are very underrated. The past two weeks, actually, he's balled out. Um, everybody loves to hate on my man, Captain Kirk, but he's actually a pretty good quarterback. So, um, Now we go to the best game of the week, Tampa Bay versus the Rams, at least the best game of the week in terms of two teams playing each other. Um, the Rams won by 10 points, 34-24, to and don't let the score fool you. It was not close at all. The Rams outplayed Tampa Bay the entire game on both facets. Um, Stafford was another one of my offensive players of the week. 343 yards and four total touchdowns, or four touchdowns, no picks for Matt Stafford. Um, just really great. Cooper caught balled out. Deshaun Jackson had like 120 yards and a touchdown. Just a crazy game. And then we know what that Rams defense is capable of. And even with how good Tampa Bay is at every facet of the, in the football field. It's just nobody was going to go into the Rams' house that day and beat the Rams. They were just so, so well-prepared. They were playing so well. They were meshing so well. Nobody in the league was going to walt- waltz into into Soldier Field and, I'm and, and, sorry, into SoFi Stadium and just and take that victory from the Rams. It just wasn't happening. They they just looked so much better than every other team.
0: Yeah, Rams, oh my goodness. Matt, Matt Stafford is such a nice
1: fit. It just, it, it works so well.
0: It works even better. You can better see than the happiness.
1: Ryan. You can see happiness yeah. between Matt Stafford and Sean McVay. Like, Matt Stafford finally is in a system with a good QB, and Sean McVay is finally commanding a system. I'm I'm sorry. Stafford is finally in a system with a good head coach, and, and McVay is finally commanding a system with a good quarterback.
0: Yeah. Him and Kirk Cousins. I mean, not him and Kirk Cousins. Him and Cooper Cup. Having an insane duo so far and it's just mm-hmm. it's actually fun to watch <laughs> like I feel like yeah yeah like you said Matt stafford just has a, the biggest smile on his face and it is awesome to see
1: true true but that that's the thing I'm not gonna give anything away but um that might shake up my my top three in terms of the power rankings I'm just gonna say that now hmm. I'm not gonna reveal what it would be but I'm just gonna say I might shake up my top three top five of the power rankings just a little bit
0: you might have to come after next week and see yeah. what our power rankings are. You might have to stick around a okay. little bit.
1: See, there you go. Because I, like, too I too, really think mean.
0: my power rankings will be interesting. I'm, yeah. I've, I'm high on a, on a couple different teams than you are. I don't, I don't think you like the Raiders as much as me. And you definitely, you already said you didn't like the Panthers as much as me did, as I did. So, <laughs> as much as me did, yes, perfect English, but. <laughs>
1: We shall see come next. We shall. Week. But um next game, Sunday night football, Green Bay versus San Francisco. This was a close game. This might have been the game of the week. Um Green Bay takes it over San Francisco by two points, 30 to 28 over a last second Mason Crosby field goal. Um Aaron Rodgers played really well in this game. Devontae Adams played very well in this game. Devontae Adams was the fifth of my offensive players of the week, the last one I haven't named yet. I had 12 receptions for 132 yards, and a touchdown. It looked very, very good, very poised in this game. Um, just all around, it was just a really good team, and that was uh, the Packers without David Bakhtiari still, without Eldon Jenkins did not play in this game. Zary um, Smith did not play in this game. Kevin King did not play in this game. And they still went out there and they beat San Francisco, even though Jimmy G played a relatively good football game. Trey Lance actually got in for a play at rushed for a touchdown. Um, San Francisco just looked very good. It's just an iron sharpens iron scenario. This is one of the better wins that Green Bay's had in a while. And, you know, this is just the thing that we didn't know if we were going to be able to see after week one. And Aaron Rodgers obviously has bounced back. We didn't know after week one if this was, you know, wins like this versus good football teams. With good defenses that play physical football, we're going to happen much. But obviously, he's bounced back since his week one. And Green Bay, Green Bay takes it thirty to twenty-eight, just last second. You know, San Francisco, Jimmy G leads him down the field to score, and it looks like that's going to be like the game-winning score. But there's like twenty seconds left in the clock, and Aaron Rodgers takes him like the whole way down the field, <laughs> and Mason Crosby hits the game-winning field goal. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is just a cheat code in the clock. He really is.
0: You like. You essentially have to like give him no time
1: on the clock. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. That was a nuts game. Nuts game. Maybe the game of the week in terms of actual games being played. Yeah. And then the last game of the week, Monday Night Football, Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. This was a blowout, a twenty point loss for the Eagles as they fall to the Cowboys, twenty one to forty one. Um, Dak Prescott in this game still um Ezekiel Elliott had a really good game his best game of the season by far if you guys were watching him Dalton Schultz caught two touchdowns um for the Eagles just nothing was really going their way you know what I mean Dallas is just was just looking really good I heard on the I was listening to the Colin Coward podcast today and I heard a quote by somebody I can't remember who it was but the quote said that you either understand that Dak Prescott is an elite quarterback or you don't know football know, I, I chuckled at the quote, but it mean, just made me think of just how good Dak Prescott is. Just the things that he's overcoming in this Cowboys organization, just with you know, poor coaching, poor management, poor defense. He's just overcoming it all, you know, banged up offensive line every single year. And just Dak Prescott is just such a good player. And he came out there and just put a stomping all over the all over the Philadelphia secondary. Doing his thing, Zeke really started his dominance. He had like 95 yards and a pair of touchdowns, if I don't recall. But he was running with a lot of aggressiveness, a lot of explosiveness. Um, looking really good there. So um, Dallas takes it by 20 over Philly in the last game of the week.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was this was quite the blowout. Jalen Hurts, who has been playing pretty well so far. Had a, kind of a rough game, two interceptions. So kind of the tail of the game. It was it kind of felt a little bit more one-sided the whole way through just to be honest. Um Dallas is looking like the early favorite for the NFC East. And um I think more people probably should have expected it looking back. You know, I think their roster really was good last year. I projected them to have a good record, but the injuries kind of you know, made it <sighs> made it t- <laughs> tough for them to really get a, you know, get much going, so
1: Uh yeah yeah so that concludes our our week three analysis as we're kind of already in here in week four it's kind of as we're as we it's kind of weird that we're giving you our analysis of week three while in our live reaction of a week four game but you know it Mm -hmm. is what it is sometimes you got busy schedules so
0: yeah we you know we got we got stuff going on we're not losers (laughs)
1: Um, we got stuff we're hanging with our friends we got sports uh we're going out we're doing things you know you know the vibes for sure you 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 know the vibes but
0: yeah and and when I'm a senior next year you're gonna be in college so yeah I'm assuming however long our business I like to call this the business venture our business venture you know however whatever we end up doing with college I'm assuming we're gonna be more busy then, so. Yeah. True. Just to you know. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. This was a solid episode. Week three. The NFL season is rolling along, and I'm having a good old time, as as I, 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 as I like to say, I'm having a good old time.
1: Yes. So. As as we part, do you got any apart from the, the outro, do you have any parting thoughts for the for our, our lovely viewers here, Joe? Um, you
0: know, um I just I, I really do hope like I honestly do. Like this sometimes I feel like we say this enough that it doesn't always, you know, have the same meaning. I really do. From the bottom I I really do hope this Colton and Josh episode acts as the perfect segue to the most awesome weekend of your life, the classic outro. Um, I, I do. I hope you guys have a good weekend, even though yeah. I just it's Friday now. I'm probably not going to post this until at least – I don't know. I might post it tomorrow morning. It depends how how the tech works out. Sometimes it doesn't download it all that well, and then uh, it's stuck going up the next morning. So Saturday's when the episode normally comes out anyway. So if that happens, it's not a big deal. Yeah. But, we shall you know, be. either way, have a good time over the weekend. Chill out. Do whatever. Do Honestly, just do whatever was making you happy. Whatever you feel like doing. Maybe sleep in. Maybe go out and have fun. Just sure. whatever
1: you're feeling. I agree. I agree. So with that lovely outro, we're here. We're saying uh, from us here, the Coleman Joe Show, we are peacing.